Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. That's right, our podcast is old enough to drink now. Uh, This episode has to do with zombies. Uh, Movies, TV shows, our theories, all kinds of stuff. Um, We had our friend Pat Coon come and join us. Uh, Matt and Mike have known him for a long time, and he is pretty much an expert on the zombie genre. So we really wanted to get him on for this episode, and he was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, as always, if you want to find back episodes of the podcast or uh, new content, go to uh, obsessiveviewer.com. Uh, this month specifically, we're having um, a whole Shocktober month for Halloween. Um, journal entries, movie reviews, all kinds of stuff. Um, so if you like Halloween, go check that out. If you want to get in touch with us, you can go to facebook.com slash theobsessiveviewer. You can hit uh, all three of us on Twitter. Um, at obsessive viewer, at obsessive tiny, and at I am Mike White, and then our friend Pat is also on Twitter at Patty underscore Kuhn K U H N, and then lastly you can shoot us an email at ovpodcast at gmail dot com. All right, thanks guys. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to a special zombie edition of the Obsessive Viewer podcast. Uh, this is Matt. Um, I'm here today with uh, Mike and Tiny, as always, and we're also joined by our friend from Evansville, Pat, um, who Mike and I know from, from, well, I know from college, and and Mike knows from... uh, Seventh grade. Seventh grade, wow. He was one of my first friends in seventh grade. We both had hair back then. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And then, of of course, Tiny knows him from the memorable movie theater experience. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, contest and from Mike's bachelor party. So, Pat, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I uh, huge fan of the show. I actually listen to all the episodes. Um, even uh, I download the Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones episodes. Don't listen to them because obviously I'm not caught up yet. But right. I wanted to give you guys your clicks. And yes. I have literally since you started the website, I followed you and course i've been friends with you for a while so i was going to support you regardless right but uh i was pleasantly surprised at how legit everything is thank you nice, you read that you. perfectly by the way thanks <laughs> <laughs> and i uh so when you guys first started doing podcasts of course i started listening to and uh basically since the first episode i've been dropping hints to matt that i wanted <laughs> to be on the podcast yeah. and i have basically since the first episode done everything but like get on my hands and knees and <laughs> to be on the podcast i was holding so out I'm for just i was yeah. holding out for that so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh so i'm 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 excited that i finally get to be on it nice we're nice. glad to have you yeah we we started out really small and we you know we were trying to find our bearings so yeah. mm-hmm. we just wanted matt and i at first just to kind of you know figure out what we're doing really mm-hmm. and then but once we got Ma- uh, mike on you know we said who else do we know? And you were one of the first guys that, that came up. So mm-hmm. uh, we're glad to have you finally. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I'm also looking forward to the obsessive, obsessive viewer uh, podcast bump on my Twitter following. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Patty <laughs> underscore Kuhn, K-U-H-N. Yes. <laughs> That's, that'll be one follower. Yes. <laughs> well, after the memorable me. movie experience, I got a total of zero followers. <laughs> so you guys... You guys are uh, building an empire. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> You'll get one or two. We're in the empire business. <laughs> exactly. <Yes. laughs> uh, 
So let's get let's get to the to the meat of the episode. Today we're talking about um meat. zombies. Um I for one just love zombies. I, I'm I'm a big fan of the genre and um I I, I love it. Every um I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I've I, every October I call it Shocktober, and well, we call it Shocktober, and uh, I, I watch a bunch of a bunch of horror movies, horror related movies, everything. I consume it all in one month, and it's it leads to some very strange dreams. But um, it's also it's also just a blast, and I, I it reached a point in my zombie fandom that I got I, I reached a point where I started just doing zombie marathons. I used to I used to sprinkle them throughout the throughout the month but then now it's getting to a point where it's become such a big thing for me that I've made like zombie weeks it started out with zombie day where I yeah. just well a couple of years ago sorry to interrupt a couple of years ago I did like the Halloween on Halloween which is kind of a tradition as far as I'm concerned oh yeah and you did all zombies yes that one day yeah. leading up to the premiere of Walking Dead yes right? it was all the right. series premiere of Walking Dead and I, I watched uh, I watched Night of the Living Dead um, uh, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, and then uh, uh, Walking Dead, um, and it was a very it was an awesome day. But um, and then the next year I won up it by by doing doing Zombie Week, which uh, was uh, was was quite quite good. Um, so I'm I'm a huge fan of zombies, and I just wanted to kick things off by going down the line and and get everyone's thoughts on the genre on what they def- define as. Uh, uh, what a zombie is or what constitutes the zombie lore i guess um so why don't we start with uh pat because because he's the guest <laughs> all right uh actually to be honest with you i've kind of gone back and forth I, I i feel like there's either two extremes there's either you adhere to the literal definition of a zombie which is an animated corpse like kind of in the vein of the Romero movies, mm-hmm. or mo- you're more into the spirit of the genre, which is the apocalypse and all the chips are down and people are just trying to survive, sort of like uh, 28 Days Later. Now, of course, there's overlap in between the two, but I kind of flip-flop a lot, but I see myself more as a spirit kind of guy. Now, it's I just really enjoy the movies. I enjoy the moral ambigu- ambiguity of it um sorry that i started through that but um, <laughs> it's okay of it is what he meant to say <laughs> yeah that that was the part that i struggled with <laughs> thank you um i got totally sidetracked now and uh just what i i enjoy seeing what people would do when there's basically no rules when the, there's apocalypse and the government no longer exists you're just trying to survive. The right and wrong gets kind of blurred. There's there's more definitely more gray area. So I used to when I first got it involved really into the genre heavily is I was more kind of a pretentious d bag about it. <laughs> it was like no, Ramiro is the only way. He's the only zombie. He only makes zombie movies, and the rest of them they're terrible, and I hate them. <laughs> but now as I've grown up. I've just decided, you know what? It doesn't ne- they don't necessarily have to die and come back to life. It's right. it's more of the spirit of the genre. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Uh Tiny, do you want to go next? Sure. Um 
Well, just for this episode, I actually went to the Merriam-Webster website and looked up zombie. <laughs> say uh, it. Say it the way you're supposed to start of Merriam-Webster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what you mean. Merriam-Webster defines... <laughs> oh, yeah. Merriam-Webster.com defines zombie as... <laughs> that's enough of that. But <laughs> that, um, was like a, that was like a South Park... Do what? By the way, by the way, ladies listening, tiny single. Yes, I'm very single, that's... if you couldn't tell. Anyways, um, as is typical, there are several different definitions of it. Um, it does give a bit of an origin, which is... Apparently, the the word zombie comes from uh, the West Indies and other like uh, uh, voodoo type believing cultures. Uh, it's it's a belief that some kind of supernatural power uh, infuses a dead body and reanimates it. So that's what it means at its base. I thought it originated but from the Cranberries song. <laughs> no, I'll stop. I'm done. Yeah, you can edit that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen to Pat already. He's been on the show for eight minutes. Yeah, he's taken to it like a fish to water. So. Yeah. Um, but then it, it also in that this page for zombie, it, it makes as simple a definition as a person markedly strange in appearance or behavior. So uh-huh. a drunk person could technically be a zombie according to that. So. There's what I'm trying to illustrate is there are so there are so many different ends of the spectrum for what constitutes as a zombie and what doesn't and uh, I I differ from Pat in that I have always just viewed it as just in in the kind of in like like to use his term in the spirit of the zombie genre you know just yeah. whatever whatever qualifies uh, as you know someone could be infected or you know they raised from the dead or anything like that um mm-hmm. you know that it doesn't necessarily matter matter to me um i just enjoy the i just enjoy the genre nice hmm. that's good uh mike how about you well, i'm kind of the resident uh non-zombie fan among the four of us uh, that's not to say that i don't appreciate zombie movies but the ones I appreciate the most are the ones that do something different with it. Funny enough, they're, it's, they're the comedies. Right. <laughs> the zombie yeah. comedies. Uh, you know, and I, and I always appreciated Romero's idea of the zombie that when hell is full, the dead will rise. I really liked that ideology. Uh, it kind of – it was more of a social commentary about, like, the state of the world and the state of society – and how just we're so awful that we kind of did this to ourselves. I think that's interesting. Uh, but I don't know that my favorite zombie movies have that philosophy. You know what I mean? I think you get the best action and the best story and the most realistic when it's just like people with rabies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Interesting. Um, where I stand with zombies is, uh, I'm 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 like Pat in that I I feel like I, I already I can't remember if I mentioned this or not but I'm more of the spirited variety of it I don't get hung up on the definition of what it constitutes a zombie I just know that it's the 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 spirit of the genres is represented in a bunch of different kind of things um, and it's it's I, I love it I mean it's I, I like. Uh, like again, like Pat said, it, I love the breakdown of society and uh, how it, how it's basically this walking plague of of um, uh, of just horror that's that's forces people to act 
in an extreme and improvised fashion that really brings out who they are as uh as as at their base at their base level and it's the kind of thing that I just love seeing the those interactions it's a, it's a great it's a great way to 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 bring out some really interesting storytelling devices and and for for character drawing and all that I just I I love it um so what I wanted to do next was go down and uh see like what are some of your favorite zombie movies um or works of zombie fiction I've said before that uh, Max Brooks's uh, World War Z, the book. I haven't seen the movie yet, but it's not a, the movie of an adaptation of the book. Um, no, it is not. No, but but it it is awesome. The book is a fantastic movie. No, the no, movie, the, the book's great, but the movie is awesome. I wouldn't go so far as say it's fantastic. It's amazing. I uh, <laughs> I'm trying to detect if you're being sarcastic. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's a douchey thing to say. That's a callback to an older episode. <laughs> no, I'm not being sarcastic at all. Really? I really, really genuinely loved it. Huh. I thought it was one of the best zombie movies of the last hundred years. <laughs> I know that sounds sarcastic, too. <laughs> I don't mean to sound sarcastic. It does. Sarcastic. I'm having a bit of a stroke here. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> huh. I, I'm not sure exactly how to react to that, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm My, not the only one. Yeah. I mean, lots of people love the movie. I think the general consensus is that it was quite well done. If if your response is that you're disappointed uh, in its the adaptation of the book, it is by no means an adaptation of the book. Right? Oh, no. I, I actually originally went in, and I had suspicions because of the trailer. I, I absolutely love the book. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I went in kind of thinking that it wasn't going to be a page-by-page retelling of the book. And then I went in, and it wasn't anything. There like are it. no pages. Yeah, there the is book. zero yeah. pages. My biggest gripe is that it's called World War Z. Yeah. yeah. But other yeah. than that, I, I thought it was really tense. Uh, but good action. It was interesting. I think when I saw it in the theaters, I was disappointed because of that. Because ah. it was nothing like the book. But then I bought it because I'm such a huge fan of the genre, I was like, well, maybe I should give this another shot. And I watched it recently because it just came out on DVD. And just in itself, it is a really good movie. If you just ignore the title and if you've never read the book before, you have no expectations, it is a very good movie. It is a very good zombie movie. And that's kind of what I'm trying to say. I think we, I think we kind of miscommunicated on the book thing. It is, it is not an adaptation of the book whatsoever, and that, and that must be clear to anybody going to see the movie. Yeah. But anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch it before we do the potpourri because I think I'm going to save. It. Pat, if you can come back like a week or two later, we can do pick up like the potpourri stuff, and then I can talk about World War Z then. Yeah, that's fine. I'll just crash on Mike's couch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to watch World War Z then. I'm a little ill prepared for this, but because um, I I just I I it's to the point where I almost boycotted it because just out of sheer disdain for what they did to Max Brooks's work. Because I still I think World War Z 
Why? They didn't do anything to Max Brooks's work. <laughs> Except for steal the name. Borrow the title. Yeah. yeah. Well, they and didn't I, steal it. I'm sure well, he got yeah. compensated. Yeah, he did get compensated, but it feels like the, if you're going to take the title of something, you should at least honor what you're taking. Um, yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, and I, I still I still think, and I've said this before on, on the podcast and just at random people on the street, that <laughs> World War Z, the book, deserves to be like, an HBO miniseries, definitely. Um, yeah. It it really does. But yeah, World War Z, the the book is one of the best, the best zombie anything I've experienced. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's saying a lot because I, I I consume a lot of zombie stuff. But I just think the the storytelling, the way that he, it's it's every facet of the war is is depicted there from from um families that are hiding out in the winter like i think canadian winter or something like that um to the military actions against the the hordes of zombies which that was a that was a depiction that i never i've never i've never really seen before um like the ba- battle of yonkers in the book is one of the best uh, it's intense and it it really illustrates the fatigue that that soldiers feel and how in a zombie war, the zombies don't experience that, and how it's it's a real shock to morale. Um, but I just I love the book, and I hope that someday someone adapts it properly. So you're listening to Obsessive Reader. Come <laughs> back after the break, where we talk about <laughs> Max Brooks' zombie survival guide. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Sorry, that's all right. Uh, anyway, so the Walking Dead comics. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why don't we go ahead and get uh, just get Pat's, uh, you know, because we, we, we asked, like, what are your favorite movies and stuff. So let's let's start with Pat again since he's our, our guest. Yes. Well, I mean, I would feel hard-pressed to find a – well, I don't want to necessarily say just Night of the Living Dead because I think each of the dead movies has merit, mm-hmm. maybe not survival of the dead. <laughs> that one wasn't mm-hmm. very good. Right. But uh, I can't – I literally cannot say anything worse than not very good about a Romero movie. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that wasn't very good. Yeah. Uh, but not the, just the dead movies in general, I have a lot of notes about. Um, I'll try to keep them quick because there are six of them. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course, Night of the Living Dead, which is probably – it's hard for me to make a top ten favorite movies of all time because I've seen so many movies. Mm-hmm. But I would almost have to put that up there. Yeah. Um, I really just absolutely love that movie. I could probably watch it every day <laughs> and never get tired of it. I just it, I I watch it and I get blown away every time I think about this was made in 1968. I cannot mm-hmm. believe that a movie like this was made in the late 60s. It's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I wanted to bring up is because it's in black and white, I don't think people realize how really gory it is right you watch it they are literally eating the insides of people especially for the late 1960s i mean i honestly if it was in color today i think people would have a hard time yeah with how Mm -hmm. gory it is it really Mm -hmm. and of course it was done for budgetary reasons right but uh i mean it definitely i mean it kind of blows you away how how i mean i am a fan of the uh, zombie genre so I'm kind of used to gore and 
Uh, I also like slasher films, so I mean that's definitely a staple of those movies as well. Right. So, but I'm again just blown away by how gory it is, especially in the '60s. And of course, there's a bit of a twist ending. Um, <laughs> spoilers if you haven't seen this movie, uh, which I don't know what you're waiting for because it's amazing. Right. Plus, you can watch it on YouTube for free. The whole movie's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is. Silly, but it's funny that you know that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually read that, and I was like, "No, it can't be," yeah. and it really is. Yeah. The entire movie is on YouTube. But anyways, the the twist ending, I thought I was already hooked the first time I saw this movie. But at the very end, you just assume, being a movie buff, that the good guy is gonna live, right? And at the end, it's so cool how Romero just kind of. Uh, twists puts that twist at the end where Ben, the main character, mm-hmm. gets shot at the end because they think they think he's a zombie. I just I thought that was so cool, and of course I've seen all the M Night Shyamalan movies. So. <laughs> but I, honestly, in the sixties, that that would have been that like a sixth sense kind of twist at the end. Yeah, I would have right. loved to have seen it like in a in a packed house, like opening night, like uh, totally. Where there I. I would say, were there any packed houses opening night for that movie? Oh, that's a good point. Didn't it flow kind of under the radar for a long time? I mean, it's more cult. Yeah, than, that's true. Right. Um, I would. But I would have. You liked know to what? Seen I guess I'm just kind of. I guess I'm just kind of being a devil's advocate here. There was probably a showing where of 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 fans. Yeah. You know? I, what I'm trying to say is, I would like to. I would like to have seen it with a big group of people who d- weren't expecting it or hadn't had the, the. I wonder. I wonder if they have a screening of it on YouTube because you can you can actually uh, look at a packed theater for Halloween 1978. Oh, really? Reactions of the crowd on YouTube. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. I'll, I will. Uh, cool. We can we can link it on this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I'll also, uh, also link it to you guys that's awesome yeah it's awesome um pat any more favorites uh well i mean what'd you think of dawn of the dead uh well i would that was actually the next one i was gonna bring up obviously because it's the next one (laughs) um i thought honestly i i say the word sequel in quotes right um because it's not actually a sequel but i thought it I, i really don't think that dawn of the dead gets and maybe because it's not a what you would think of a general sequel, uh, I don't think it gets as much credit as being an impressive sequel. Like with Aliens, mm-hmm. I think I think it should be up in that tier with Godfather Two and Aliens as being one of the few sequels that worked. Even though, again, it's not a prototypical sequel. I have heard the argument. That it's actually better than Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. and then if you tell me that, like if you, we're having that argument, I'm like, well, you're wrong, and I just walk <laughs> away because it's a night. I mean, Night of the Living Dead is clearly the better movie, but I honestly, and this is coming from a guy that has literally George Romero's face <laughs> tattooed on him, yeah. I actually think Zack Snyder's remake of Dawn of the Dead is better than the original. Oh wow, wow. Yes, oh. I was. Pleasantly, pleasantly surprised at how well that that was done. Well, can I? I gotta add to this story just because I know you, Pat, and I've known you for so long. And I think I could be wrong, but you saw Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead first, 
right? And that was kind of the kickoff. You saw that in high school when it came oh oh four oh three oh four five whenever it came out. I think it was oh four. Uh, yeah. And that was like a big night. That's still a big memory for you as far as like horror movies. Oh, goes. yeah. I mean, that really was the – I mean, I knew that these movies existed, but it wasn't until I saw the remake of Dawn of the Dead that I went, oh, man, this is might be something that I'd be interested in mm-hmm. exploring as far as the genre and uh, yeah. as a whole. So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely have to put that up with uh, – as a memorable uh, movie experience, just go and see that movie for the first time because it kind of I, w- I don't want to say go as far as saying it kind of set the course as far as my movies uh, tastes are concerned. But I mean, it definitely had a big, big impact as far as because I consider myself mm-hmm. a huge fan of the genre. So that was definitely awesome. the first movie I went to and was like, man, this could be something I'd be really interested in. Yeah, I think it was the last good movies X Snyder made. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you I listen to the podcast, you know how I feel about Zack Snyder. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I had a similar. Thing that I w- oh, sorry. I wanted to bring up. Sorry, Matt. Oh, that's okay. Uh, about the dead movies and how they're. They, I mean, they don't really follow like a, a trilogy or a series of movies would follow. But I did notice something that I wanted to bring up mm-hmm. is, and really, Dawn of the Dead, it kind of goes downhill a little bit after that. But I did find some connection in between them that I thought I, I, I thought it would be interesting to bring that up. And I really call it the, it's the evolution of the movies. Is in Night of the Living Dead, the zombie apocalypse just happened. Mm-hmm. They're responding to the initial apocalypse, mm-hmm. and then Dawn of the Dead. It seems like they've dealt with it for a little bit, and yeah, they're still not really adjusting to it yet, but they've lived through it. And then Day of the Dead, which is fairly disappointing in my my opinion, but they have they have almost started to learn how to live with the zombies, and they're they're starting the. If you haven't seen the movie, it's they are experimenting on them, so they're yeah. first starting to to live with it within this world, this zombie apocalypse, and they're starting to try to find a cure. Before they were just trying to survive. Right and now, they're actually trying to find cure, and and then Land of the Dead. They really have constructed this world around the zombies. They are now just living within. Mm-hmm. They and they even have an interest. I think Land of the Dead, even though it's kind of silly that they learn how to shoot guns, but uh, <laughs> I really think it's it's a commentary on class structure, just the way the mm-hmm. have and have nots. Um, because John Leguizamo's character in the movie, he. Uh, he is fighting for this almost like a, a, a Elysium where he's fighting to try to get his ticket into this city. Right. And, uh, so I think it's very interesting because Romero's movies, you always there's always that underlying theme. And um, and then Dire the Dead and Survival of the Dead, they're, I mean, they don't really follow that structure. Right. But I thought it was interesting to kind of bring that up. Yeah, I thought Diary of the Dead was surprisingly decent. Um I didn't think it would be... I didn't think it would... I wasn't expecting that much because I wasn't a huge fan of Land of the Dead. Um, but I, I was pleasantly surprised with Diary of the Dead. Um, but going back to Day of the Dead, um, I I like it. I like it quite a bit. And it goes back to like your experience with watching the, origi- or the remake of Dawn of the Dead in the theater is similar to my experience of watching 28 Days Later in the theater. Um, and that kind of kickstarted my appreciation of zombies and, and made me want to uh, 
seek out more, which I know a lot of the purists are, uh, they'll, yeah. they'll be up in arms about my calling 20 days later a zombie movie, but come on guys, it's, it's a zombie movie. Um, it is if you're, if you enjoy the spirit of it. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's get over it listeners. Right. Um, but still listen to the podcast guys. Um, yeah, I'm kidding. Please love me. Yes, please love me. Um, but day of the dead, I thought it was interesting. I loved seeing the, the military and the, and the scientists working together, begrudgingly together. And, uh, while the bub stuff with, uh, him becoming more, uh, like, like regaining some of his faculties and everything, was kind of a little a little strange at first, but I got on board with it uh, after repeat viewings. Um, I like it. See, honestly, that's where it lost me. I was just like, "Come on, yeah, really? You're gonna teach him how to whistle and all this stupid stuff?" It's just, it, I was just like, "Okay." I was already kind of disappointed in the movie, but at that point, I was just like, yeah, "That's where it lost me." Yeah, it's a it's a stretch, um, but I don't know. I, I liked it, and I think. I think what I was getting at was that my my appreciation of it or my the way that I meet I liked it more because I had seen 20 days later and I could see watching Day of the Dead I could see the um the way that Day of the Dead influenced 20 days later um in in certain ways um like the military being the bad guy and then having a having a zombie chained up to uh to to research them and everything and just kind of saw those kind of parts that were put into one of these movies that i i love and i kind of could appreciate it on that level um having said that has anyone seen the day of the dead uh remake no 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 it's it is awful it's uh i can't remember the actress in it it was like like mina suvari or somebody um, but she plays, <laughs> I think it is Mina Survivor, but she plays a, uh, a military, like, she plays a military person. Um, and it, it's just, it's awful. It's, I think, I think, oh, uh, it's Mina Savari and Nick Cannon. Ooh. What? Yeah. How have I not seen this? Sold. <laughs> Sold. Nick Cannon's in it? Nick Cannon's Sign in it. Sign me up. IMDb has it as a 4.5 rating. Um, that is a crime. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's awful, but yeah, it's it's seek it out if you can. But it's it's, it's horrible. But anyway, so yeah, Romero definitely. You can't talk about zombies and not talk about Romero. Um, and I, I personally, I love Dawn of the Dead. Um, I think that it's, I go back and forth with how much I, I, if I love it more than, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Um, you're wrong. I, Podcast over. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, can any of you guys make clear to me why the first one is Night of the Living Dead? And then from then on, they're all just dead. Like, why did they drop the living from the title? Do you, uh, I think it's because it was the, it was the very first time that it was ever, just the event. idea that, of that it. That was the that was the advent of the zombie, and uh-huh. so it kind of you know it. I guess that they wanted to be a little more clear in the title. I think that's only gotcha. that's the only reason you need to. Yeah. Gotcha. That's the only reason why it's there. Yeah. Gotcha. Drop the living. It's cleaner. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> there um, you go. It's cooler. It's cooler. But uh, yeah. So um, next up, I kind of wanted to. We're kind of free balling in here, but um, I kind of wanted to talk about the 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 fanboy outrage and and um, fanboy just nonsense about the definition of zombies and how people say like 20 days later isn't a zombie movie but it it is a zombie movie it like i said it is um well who are these people because i think i think the people watching night of the living dead are also watching anything made post 2000 you know what i mean i don't i feel like th- i feel like the people complaining are the are the old people who don't matter anymore? You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't actually think that that's the case. I think it's more people that are just like people that people that love zombie movies, and then they maybe uh, maybe they just love hearing themselves talk because it's very clear. And you mentioned that that people watch um, post two thousand zombie movies a lot. I was going to make this this uh, argument that. The it's in. I watched a couple years ago. I watched this documentary called Zombie Mania that kind of basically went through the entire evolution of the zombie genre. And they there was a stat that I can't remember the exact stat, but it said something like over fifty percent, maybe sixty or seventy percent of zombie movies that have been released were released post nine eleven. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I believe that, though. Oh yeah, which I, I thought yeah. was—it's uh, interesting. It's—it's it's an interesting reflection of our society, and that, I mean, this terrible event happened, so we, um, kind of, as a reflection of that, we produce these these movies that are about humanity at its at its at its most dire um, mm-hmm. moment, and how it, how people react under utter chaos and all that. But it's, um, it, I, I just think it's interesting that people get up in arms about 20 Days Later not being a zombie movie because while they aren't zombies, they are infected, or why they aren't traditional zombies they're in, as they're infected with the rage virus, they're still zombies in that they represent what Romero was, was trying to do in a, in a way. Would you guys agree? Definitely. I would agree, and it kind of calls back to what I made the joke about myself personally being kind of pretentious. And I, I feel like sometimes people say things just to be outrageous and get a re- reaction from you. Like, oh, 28 Days Later isn't a zombie movie. You're right. wrong. This is the only zombie movies. And me personally, I used to be like that. So mm-hmm. I just feel like sometimes people have such strong opinions just so they have strong opinions. That's that's actually probably the best way to describe it, actually. Um, and there is there is pretension there when the, when they when they talk about it like that. Um, ah, I had a point, but I I, I forgot it. Um, <laughs> oh, and if people like legitimately get offended when they say like, oh yeah, twenty days later those zombies were crazy or whatever, if they get like legitimately offended or get up in arms about it, like my go to response is. If you think that the literal definition of 
if if you're if you're a zombie purist and you feel like zombies should only be the living dead that rise up and and attack in hordes and all that stuff, then you're by de- by definition you're wrong because the first zombie movie is uh is white zombie from like the 30s or something um and in that it's just this this guy on the, in in i think it was tahiti or, or the caribbean or something uh he used zombies he the reanimated dead as laborers um hmm. and that so i mean if you want there's no there's there after around 2004 with with 20 days later and everything there's a resurgence of of zombie movies and it's a new era of zombie movies and i'm not to say that it's be- not to say that it's as influential as romero because i mean you can't top romero uh, on at all um but it it carries on that spirit in its own way mm-hmm. yeah well i True. just sorry tiny i just got no, to a good. point where i just i analyzed why I love these movies and the reasons I love the Romero movies are the same reasons I love 28 Days Later so I got to a point where you know what that's a zombie movie I liked it I like the Romero movies they're very similar other than the fact that the the zombies I just did the air quotes even though you can't see me do that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, even though the zombies aren't didn't actually die I mean yeah I just I don't see the reason why you would get up in arms about something like that. If you enjoy the movie, then you enjoy the movie. Whether or not it's technically a zombie movie, who cares? Exactly, exactly. Um, so switching gears a little bit, um, let's talk about The Walking Dead. Um, by the time that this, I'm gonna post this episode the Friday before it, before the fourth season premieres. And I just wanted to get like a quick, quick gauge of everyone of how they're how they feel about about the show as a whole just a general statement about it let's uh let's start with tiny i guess okay um i i think the show had a uh it, it had a a pretty a pretty solid start to it um it was wasn't exactly like the comics actually uh it's it's pretty different from the comics but um it's i think it's a, a fun representation of the genre because they I, th- I feel like every episode, um, even still uh, into the end of the third season, they feel like every episode needs to have a part where the group has to interact with zombies and they have to kill them. Uh, we, Matt and I have, whenever Matt and I talk about it, we kind of, um, we we steal the term zombie kill of the week from the movie Zombieland mm-hmm. because every episode of The Walking Dead has a really cool, a really cool way that they kill zombies. Uh like you know, in one episode, Rick shoots through a zombie's head, and the zombie falls on him, and then he pokes his gun barrel through the wound and shoots another zombie in the head. That's pretty awesome. That's one of my favorites. Uh, and yeah, and it's it seems like every episode has something like that. So that's that's one aspect I love about the show. Um, and then just the fact that it's it it illustrates it, it tries to balance that with the the sincere and heartfelt drama that goes with characters trying to make it in a post post-apocalyptic world uh and i think most of the acting is pretty good uh the writing is pretty good but it gets sometimes it gets a little bogged down with that stuff especially that second season on the farm that yeah. was just dear god that was <laughs> that was laborious yeah um but it's I, I still think it's a really fun show i love watching it um yeah. i think it's great nice uh 
Mike and Pat, whichever one wants to go first, what did you guys think of Walking Dead so far? I I will not be watching it come season premiere time. Understandable. Uh, and I and I did not watch the last two or three episodes of season three. I just couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I the show promised something in the first three episodes that it that I don't think it ever delivered. Interesting. Um, and I wonder, I wonder if it had to do with my mood and the fact that it was Halloween when it aired, and it, yeah. and it just it, it just had a really good tone to it. I really, really appreciate the first episode of the series, uh, but the laboriousness that you refer to in season two, I think, started in episode four of the show, and hasn't stopped for the most part. Now there there have been moments of great action, I think. Uh, particularly like the barn scene at the end of season two I thought was pretty interesting um, I think that a lot of the beginning of season three was interesting I, I actually quit watching after the first half of season one picked it up again later and kind of caught up because everybody was freaking about freaking out about Shane and all that uh, mm-hmm. so I watched that and then I watched the season three pre- premiere and then with all the other shows that I started that I picked up come fall uh, I just took stock of what was important what I needed to watch and consistently every week Walking Dead was never a must watch show and and its popularity confounds me I well it doesn't confound me let me go back it is popular because it's the only zombie show on television right but it but it is not the zombie show that zombie fans deserve and I'm not one of them you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a zombie fan, but I feel like you guys deserve better than this show. Right. I think it is mm. so incredibly boring. Interesting. Wow. Uh, Pat, how about you? And <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. And also racist. I I made a joke uh, last year when it happened about how they have a very strict one black male character at a time policy, yeah. <laughs> and one of them name was T Bone. One of them T Dog. T Dog. Literally yeah. T Dog, and they said it in uh, in a serious way. T Dog. They're like, okay, that's cool that you're going to bring Tyrese on the show. How are you going to kill T Dog? Oh wait, what? <laughs> well, you know we have a strict one black character at a time policy. <laughs> oh yeah, we're just going to shoot him. <laughs> yeah, yeah agree. I've I've had the anecdote before that, or I've shared this that, um, when he when he died in in season three when T uh, T Dog. T Dog died in season three. T Bone. I'm just gonna start calling him T Bone. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) You just made a fool of yourself for the T Bone. But um, (laughs) 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 but uh, but when T Dog died, there's a scene where he's he's like guiding uh, after he's been bitten and all that or whatever. He's going through the um, the tombs or whatever in the prison, and he's trying to guide out Carol. And he's like, I just know that this is God's. This is God's plan for me and all that. And all I thought was, huh, T Dog's religious. Who, uh, who knew? Because you know, <laughs> didn't really have uh, any other. That, that's like the only character development that we've seen of him. Yeah, <laughs> and it's right. as he's exactly. dying. But exactly. Uh, but Pat, exactly. what do you think of the Walking Dead TV show overall? Well, um, I kind of go back and forth. There's episodes where it's okay. We get it. They're in a zombie apocalypse. It's hard to deal with this. They're they're going through all these emotions, and then it's like, and then there's episodes where I'm like, wow, that was 
That was really, really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I was actually on the edge of my seat. And then it just goes through stretches where it's, it, like Mike said, it's just really boring. Mm-hmm. I thought, honestly, I knew about the comic book before I watched the show, but I hadn't actually read it, even though I am a comic book fan. And so I saw the show, saw the first uh, couple episodes, and I was like, you know what? This is this is not bad, but it's not great. But I'm such a huge fan of the genre. I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. And then I started reading the comic books, and it was so far and away better than the show mm-hmm. that yeah. I was – I Way better. I actually stuck with the show longer than I may have <laughs> because I like the comic book so much. I – I'll add to that that I think I watched season three or or went back to watch season two out of respect like I owed it to Robert Kirkman because the comics are so great. Mm -hmm. Um, Pat, are you going to be watching season four? Yes, I will definitely be watching season four. Um, I was was actually getting to that. Actually, I think it's gotten progressively better. At, like I, I feel like it's found, almost found its stride. There mm-hmm. are, like I said before, there are some episodes where I'm like, all right, yeah, definitely the farm season two. I'm like, all right, you've you've been here for a while. Like in the comic book, they're not at the farm for very long. No, no not at all. And it was just like, and I knew the prison was after the farm, mm-hmm. and I was just like, come on, let's get to the prison. Right. I was really looking forward to the governor, and uh, I really liked his character in the show. I felt like. As a fan of the comic book, you almost know from the first panel that the governor is a bad dude. Mm-hmm. And then in the – I liked how they almost – I feel like Robert Kirkman kind of said, okay, maybe I can make this character better mm-hmm. by making him a little bit more – like more of a, a gray area. Like you're not yeah. sure. You see the zombie heads and the guy heads in the aquarium, and you're like, okay, he's probably a bad guy. But then you sympathize with the fact that he has this zombie girl – and he's trying to find a cure for her. Yeah. So it, you kind of go back and forth whether or not you – if he's a bad guy or not. And then by the end of season three, of course, you're just – you hate him. Right. But, uh, yeah, I just – I really feel like they are starting to find their stride, and I'm looking but, forward to season four. But remember, that stride that it might have found uh, was in the showrunner who came on for season three and is now gone. That's what I was – gonna say about the show um well he doesn't he doesn't well i i I don't know it's (laughs) it's a tricky subject because you had the way like here's here's how i feel about the show basically season one i was i was on board because a um frank darabont is one of my favorite filmmakers Um, frank darabont Did, did i say frank darabont yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't get a lot of sleep today. <laughs> um, but I was on board. I was on board from the start because Frank Darabont is one of my favorite filmmakers ever. Um, and I just thought, like, okay, Frank Darabont is going to do a zombie TV series. I'm on. I'm there. So I watched the first season, and I was a little like, okay, I'm it. There's a lot of room for improvement. I thought that it could have been a lot better, but it also could have been w- worse. Um, and then season two came around, and Frank Darabont was fired, whatever. Um, and then I was I was like, okay, all right, uh, Glenn Mazzara is going to be running the show. And he, 
I, I'm a huge fan of the Shield, and he was a big part of the creation of the Shield or the writing staff of the Shield. He was one of the writers on there, so I was like, okay, well, it's in good hands. Um, and then season two, like, like it's popular for everyone. Everyone, everyone's opinion is pretty much the same that they spent way too much time on the farm. But one of my big complaints with season two wasn't what was also yeah it was the that they spent seven episodes looking for Sophia or Sophie Sophia um Sophia yeah Sophia and it was like it was seven episodes of just the same plot over and over again um and then later in the season when they discover the barn is filled with zombies and Herschel's all like like in the in the books it's it's clear like he has a strict moral thing he's like yes it's because uh it's immoral to kill them because they're still human and everything which Mm -hmm. in the show it doesn't translate to the show because in season one they had the cdc plot line where they had the they had the guy literally show them like clear as day show the brain shut down and then reactivate like you can't like he actually i think he says like almost almost exactly the words the humans die and the walkers become like it's they're walkers they're not human anymore and then we had like an episode or two or three of herschel being all like no we can't kill the kill the zombies and everything and not one person was like uh dude we actually met this dude who was like uh they're dead yeah um and it just and when it came up it was just like i threw up my arms i was like all right fine finally but Season three was was I agree. Season three was was better, but it was also still fairly inconsistent. Um, yep. The show that's probably the best word I can use to describe the show is that it's it's inconsistent. Um, yep. The series the, the season three was I, I loved the governor stuff. I loved the Woodbury stuff. Um, like the governor is very different from from the book. Like Pat said, um, I love that he's more of kind of a politician in the show. Um, and it's I just thought it was a good performance um by uh by uh David Morrissey, right? Um and but I don't know, moving forward I'm excited to see Tyrese in the show. Um I'm excited to see him and him him and Rick kind of buttheads. Um and also uh I just think that the tone like Glenn Mazar is off the show now and Next season, the showrunner is the guy who is the credited writer for what is far and away one of my favorite episodes of the series to date. It's uh, Clear, where uh, where where Rick um, meets up, re re meets up with uh, um, wow, what is his name? Morgan, the man. From Morgan, the first episode. yeah, Morgan, yeah, yeah. Which I thought that that episode was just absolutely fantastic. It is by far my favorite episode of the series. Yeah. Same here. Yep, Mine's yeah. the pilot. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it ever matched the pilot. Understandable, because the, the pilot the, was the, actually really good. The pilot is great, and the pilot, and I guess it's because I love the comic so much. The pilot is the best representation of the tone of the first arc of the comic. Very true. Um, the show premiered the same, like within weeks after uh, Boardwalk Empire premiered, and I know I talk a lot about that show, but. Um, like and both of those shows were like my favorite like my favorite pilots of that year and it was just far and away like they were both incredible and like The Walking Dead was the only one that uh, like Boardwalk Empire is one of the best pilots I've ever seen and 
The Walking Dead is the only one that came close to being near that. Um, I thought that, that guy know. who uh, landed his plane and saved all those people was my favorite pilot of the year. I'm sorry. I said <laughs> that I would stop. <laughs> With it took jokes. me a second. I was like, wait, what? That's so stupid. That was so dumb. I'm not even la- I'm not even smiling. I just regretted it halfway <laughs> through. But I was like, I already committed, so I'm going to go with this joke. Uh, those, you know what I'm talking about? With the white hair and the mustache? Yeah. We could do this at my house from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Pat. Yeah, Mike's like, taking the hey, lanes. guys, what do, you, what do we record in the podcast? <laughs> oh, no, Mike, we'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, so, yeah, where do you guys see The Walking Dead going forward from here um yeah i'll i'll say i don't care (laughs) and then let you guys have the floor i i Um, my hope i'm sorry i guess i have more to say my hope is that more people catch on that it's not good and they either make it better or the spinoff the totally undeserved (sighs) spinoff series or second series is good i completely forgot about that do we need to talk about it no (laughs) No, no, we don't. It seems unnecessary, but yeah. Um, anyway, so where do you guys see the show? What do you want to see from the show? I'd like. I guess I'm not. I'm not up to date with the comics on it, so I'm not quite sure where the story goes from here in the comics. But it seems like they kind of use it as a loose template, anyways. So uh, I, I don't know. I guess I, I agree with Mike to an extent. I hope that it gets better because uh, I think it's so. It can be so lackluster, lackluster, but sometimes it's so good. Um, I'd like to see some solidarity in the show um, because the the prison has just seemed like they've been at the prison for like a season, a whole season, but it feels like they've only been there for like two episodes. Yeah, because uh, they, they they have yet to. It feels like they have yet to set up there. I don't know. I guess I just I got a, a much different feeling in the comics than I did with the show. So I don't know. I hope there's. I hope there's just more solidarity in the show all around. Right, Pat, how about you? Well, I I, I might be in the minority here, but I kind of want the governor to die. <laughs> like, I was very disappointed because the final the the season premiered last last year last season. I was like, okay, finally something's gonna happen with the governor because you knew he wasn't gonna either die or go away until the last episode of the season right so i was kind of like okay i'm excited to see what they're gonna do with him and now it just kind of seems like okay let's milk this teat a little bit totally longer. a cop out yeah really it's yeah. like he just gets away at the very last and it's just come on man you just you wanted to use the governor a little bit longer and i just i can't stand that i just yeah. i really wish they would just give him closure and move on i agree um and one of the one of the laughably bad things in last season was toward the end of the season. I think it may have been the second to last episode or the last episode, where the governor brings his army to the prison, and and they attack it and all that. And then, like the, it's built up. It's built up through a season long arc to be this huge, huge battle. And maybe that's a point that it was just this like this little pissant army thing or whatever. Um, and then, and then the prison team, they push them back and all that. Like, like each one like shoots like twice and then, and then they leave and then they're all like, Oh yeah, we did it. Yeah. Awesome. And I was like, you're cheering way too much for what little action just transpired. 
Um, that's kind of par for the course with the show. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but um, switching gears again. Any parting thoughts on The Walking Dead? By the way, anyone? No, no. Well, that's about it. Okay. In recent years, the kind of there, there's been two very strong zombie comedies. Shaun of the Dead and, and Zombieland. Um, and they both came out kind of within a few years apart, or uh, maybe four or five years. About that. Yeah, about five. Yeah. But they, they stand as being like the pretty much the only two like zombie comedies, um, maybe ever. Um, unless you count Warm the Day Bodies of the Dead was, was kind of a comedy. Oh, yeah, Warm Bodies. That was. Yeah, but it kind of sucked. It did. Yeah. I had yeah, a bad theater great. experience anyway with that. Because uh, I was sick during it, but um, but yeah, but Zombieland and and Shaun of the Dead are kind of kindred spirits, slightly. Um, where do you guys stand on like which one do you prefer? Which one do you like? What's what's uh, what do you guys think about those two movies? Uh, I would. Were you going to talk tiny? You can go ahead. No, go ahead. No. Um, they they are far and away my favorite zombie movies together. It's like the two of them, whichever I decide to put first, <laughs> and then like Spaces, and then like the Dawn of the Dead remake. <laughs> just, just you know, whatever. Um, but I, and they're pretty equal as far as I'm concerned. I would just give the slight edge to Zombieland because Bill Murray's in it. Oh, yeah. I would give the slight edge to anything because Bill Murray's in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Pat, how about but, you? Sorry. Well, I mean... I disagree with Mike because Shaun of the Dead, for me, it's one, two, Shaun of the Dead, one, Zombieland, two, and I honestly don't think it's even that close. And it's not because I don't like Zombieland. I really enjoy that movie. It's just that I love Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. It's so good, and it's so funny. I think I've seen Shaun of the Dead too many times. It's not not as... uh, it's not as funny. That's a problem for me with comedies is, is once I've seen it too many times. I, w- I watched comedies so much when I was younger that I would, like, memorize the jokes and, and mm-hmm. be able to quote them. And now I get to the point where if I can quote them, then I'm like, I've seen it too much. And I think I've just seen Shaun of the Dead so many more times that off the top of my head I, I say Zombieland is better. You're probably right. It's probably a better movie. But Bill Murray's kind of the trump card. <laughs> yeah, that scene is, is so good. I, like words cannot describe how happy I yeah. was yeah. during that scene seeing it for the first time it was amazing we saw that didn't we see that together I don't remember I feel honestly. like we did the roomies but uh have you guys seen the TV series I say series in quotes cause uh, it was only one episode but this time he didn't actually do quotes no. <laughs> <laughs> the Amazon pilot for uh, Zombieland yes the show. have you Ugh. actually seen it I watched the first – I made it maybe three minutes, three, maybe four minutes in, and I was like, nope, nope. Yeah, I, I think I <laughs> might have watched maybe ten minutes, Ugh. and I honestly – it reminded me of, like, a porno spoof of a movie, <laughs> and there just wasn't any – Well, I thought you said it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> there just wasn't any – sex in it (laughs) it was just so bad and it was so i mean obviously they're playing the same characters but it was 
they didn't they didn't any get anybody and I've seen so much that it's hard for me to watch something that I haven't at least seen someone maybe in a commercial. I had never seen any of these actors before and it was yeah. so clear that they were just like try I mean obviously cuz they were they were cast as the same characters but it was just it was just so bad. What I picture in my head is Tyler Perry's Zombieland. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that uh, you know how the sets on that show are just awful. Yeah. That's that's what I picture and then just like reading horrible horrible lines. <laughs> yeah, it was I wouldn't even say that it was trying too hard from the three or four minutes that I watched of it. It was just, I don't know what, I don't know how to characterize it, but it just seemed like the characters were trying to emulate, the actors were trying to emulate the the actors in Zombieland, which, I mean, if you're going to be cast as the same characters, I mean, sure, there's a little bit of that that needs to be done, but also make it your own. Um, yeah. Yeah, yes. that's kind of weird. That's really hard to do. That's like when, you know, in Dumb and Dumber, when they were basically just doing impressions of the people. Yeah. Because what I really like about Zombieland is uh, the people they cast in that movie are so idiosyncratic. It's like Jesse Eisenberg is very specific and Woody Harrelson's very specific. The only one who's not very special is Abigail Breslin, but she's right. like 12. Uh, <laughs> but they're, uh, it's you could only do impressions of those people mm -hmm. you know yeah. even emma stone who's awesome yeah and if you, if you can if you're going to make a series or if you're going to which it's interesting because zombie was originally um originally envisioned as a series as a tv show and then they they change it up to make it a movie um which it's interesting also that um i read the the original like i think the first draft of the script and it's it's not it's not as good as is what the final final cut was so i don't know if i don't know what that means for the show or anything like that or if the same people are involved but um if you're going to make a tv show out of a movie that's has so much fan has such a wide fan base either cast the original people or make new characters and just continue yeah. it in spirit agreed agreed yeah, uh, yeah. agreed um, I'll say on on this. Um, I I prefer uh, Shaun of the Dead just very very slightly to Zombieland. Um, Shaun of the Dead is one of my favorite movies. Like it's nice. easily in my top ten. Um, just not not just comedies or horror, but my favorite movies of all time. And uh, I I think what sets it apart is the fact that it's it's so representative of the genre because it's it it, it references so many classic zombie movies and it's it's about it's not just about funny characters or funny people who are in the middle of a zombie apocalypse which that's what zombie land is mm -hmm. yeah um, that's true but at the same time you know zombie land they they have the rules and all that stuff and the the um zombie killed uh, the yeah like the they, like the narration they from, both uh, in a sense lampoon horror movies while also being a horror you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah while yeah. also being zombie movies I guess that's what lampooning is, but they they both do that, you know. Right. right. So yeah, I guess I, I if I had to pick a favorite, I'd say Shaun of the Dead. But Zombieland is also just I I Woody and Woody Harrelson's one of my favorite actors too. So mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's they're they're both incredible. I love both of them. Yeah. Um, I I don't think 
somebody would be wrong to choose either one as a favorite. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. I come down on it with uh, I I love Shaun of the Dead. I probably I have more love for Shaun of the Dead because it pays. It pays. Tri- they both pay tribute to the zombie genre, but Shaun of the Dead pays pays tribute to it in a more not I hesitate to say respectful but out of a more like these are the movies that we love let's let's honor them with this comedy that we're making whereas Zombieland does it in a way that's like this is a cool kind of kind of a kind of a cool fresh take on the zombie genre and let's let's pay tribute to the to the tropes and the in the in the the different things that you see in zombie movies in a fun way mm-hmm. not to get too inside but was the first time you saw that also the first time I saw that movie? Shaun, Shaun of the, of the Dead? Dead? You were, like, trying to get to sleep and also watched it. Was that the first time you saw it? Right. After after listening to you watch it, I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna definitely check it out because it's going to be something I'm going to really love. Yeah. Um, and I did. Yeah. But so. you – but you not so much listening to the movie, just listening to me. Like, he used to just sit and listen to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I still do. I, I, I installed some – and he'd be like sitting at the foot of my bed, just like with his ear to the bedpost, hoping to get the vibrations of my voice. <laughs> it was weird. I loved it, but it was weird. Yeah, I, I still do that too. When I was down at your house last weekend, I uh, I may have installed some some equipment in your room. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so what the listener should take from this little segment is that Mike's a dick roommate <laughs> watching movies while his roommate's trying to sleep, and Matt is a weirdo creep. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty much our relationship. That yeah, pretty much was. Yeah. Uh, have yeah. we told Have we told the story about the um, the the creepy the time story? I had to rough up a suspect? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the the um, how many pounds are in a ton? I maybe I feel like maybe on the first episode we did maybe. talk about it. Yeah, this anyway. definitely sounds something like it, definitely yeah. podcast worthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, now that I've built it up so much, but anyway, one night I was yeah. asleep, or one night I was trying to sleep, and Mike woke up, and in a weird, half sleeping daze, he said, uh, "He he said, hey Matt, yeah, how many, how many ounces are in a pound? How many pounds are in a ton? How many pounds are in a ton?" <laughs> and I was like, "What? I I don't know." And then he said, "Find out." In that tone, and it was freaking scary. It was weird. <laughs> I just rolled over and went to sleep. <laughs> Do you know what? We have definitely told this story because I remember saying ounces into a pound, and you oh, correcting really? me. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Man. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, on the obsessive reader, we've run out of things to talk about. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I think to to kind of wrap things up with the the zombie topic um i don't know exactly like what 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 are what's everyone's what are some of uh, what are some obscure zombie movies that people feel like you guys feel like people should uh seek out if they haven't seen already um pat let's start with you well i actually almost brought it up while we were talking about um zombie comedies because mm-hmm. um, I kind of feel like it fits because I laughed pretty hard during it. It's a movie called uh, Dead Snow. Oh, yes. Which I absolutely love. Um, I I was originally introduced to it because my me and my buddy, Jeff, uh, who's the best man mm-hmm. in my wedding, we used to play uh, Call of Duty with Nazi zombies. 
I mean, I mean it's it's an awesome game if you've never played it, but uh, mm-hmm. they you literally just shoot Nazi zombies, and it makes zero sense. There's no <laughs> goal to the game. You literally will die at the end. But uh, so I had heard that a Nazi zo- they were making a Nazi zombie movie, and I was like, I must see this. <laughs> and so uh, I watched it, and I was really, really surprised at just how good it was. Like, I, I knew it was going to be ridiculous because, obviously, Nazi zombies. And spoiler alert, they're after the gold. Yeah. So I just thought that was uh, – I was really surprised at how much I liked it, and I laughed – throughout the movie i mm-hmm. really enjoy movies that understand what they are and just kind of feed off that and i yeah it's kind of it's it's i i know it's a loose association but i kind of lumped this in with like snakes on a plane they yeah. know that the concept itself is ridiculous and they just <laughs> kind of play off of that and i really enjoy movies like that yeah, it was it was very self-referential and it was very um it was kind of a send-up of the genre kind of in the same vein as um Zombieland or, or Shaun of the Dead a little bit but more graphic. Um definitely. But it was it was it, that's a great movie. That's yeah, good pick. Good pick. Um mine, I'll go ahead and give mine too cuz that reminded me of um something of mine, but this movie called uh The Horde um it's it's fantastic. It's like it's a, it's a movie about a, um, a, a group of, of of police officers or a SWAT unit or something like that that go to this uh, apartment block to to um, for some reason I don't remember, but and it comes under attack by a zombie horde. It's the zombie apocalypse happens, so it's it's played straight as a crime drama of this of this uh, this this group of cops that go to this apartment block because I think one of their own was, was killed by this gangster. And so they're going to, to kill him. Um, so they go there and then the zombie zombies come and then they have to work together with the gangsters to get out of it. And it's this very cool, um, very style, very interesting style where it's this kind of this martial arts kind of, or not martial arts, but kind of this, uh, more action heavy, like gunfight thing. And, uh, in, instead of, um, instead of like, instead of like horror elements, it's a, it's a very cool movie. It's uh last I checked, it was on Netflix, both dead snow and the horde are on Netflix. So definitely check it out. If you're looking for some zombie, um, some cool zombie, zombie movies and action sequences and zombie movies. Um, tiny, how about you? Do you have any obscure zombie movies? Um, I, uh, the thing, the first thing that came to mind was actually, uh, TV. I I I've been doing a rewatch of Community, <laughs> and one of my favorite episodes of that show is their Halloween episode where uh, they have a, a Halloween party at the, the local community college, and they eat some uh, toxic taco meat or something like that, and everybody <laughs> turns into a zombie. And it's it's one of my favorite zombie things. It's just so much fun because they they cram so much uh, so much zombie token stuff you know classic aspects of the zombie stories into a half hour episode of television and it's just so much fun i loved it and it's really funny of course um so that's that's what i would say i i I will say real quick that i think um there's a book that's out i think it's called um pride and prejudice and zombies oh yeah i've never read it but i've heard it's really good and it's um it's supposed to be funny, kind of tongue-in-cheek like that mm-hmm. as well. Uh, they're supposed to be making a movie, I think. 
but uh, I've, I've one of the things I love about the zombie genre is that it's infiltrated every facet of media because, mm-hmm. uh, like Pat mentioned earlier, there's zombie video games now. Um, I mean, there Resident Evil games have been around for a while, but uh, there's video games, there's books, there's comics, there's movies, mm-hmm. TV. Uh, there's just so much that you can do now with uh, with the genre, and I one area I'd love to see it expand into is books. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so much to do with it. Oh, so, yeah. uh, that, that one's at the top of my list to read, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Nice. It sounds cool. And listeners, if you have any suggestions or anything, let us know for books, movies, anything. But um, also, it's funny you mentioned about zombie genre kind of permeating through all of these different media things. There's, um, there's a fitness app called uh, Zombies Run, it's basically, it's basically a thing where you where you put you start it up on your phone, and it's basically like this game that you play where you're listening to it like on the treadmill or when you're on your run or whatever, and it'll tell you like it'll be like okay you're walking through the jungle or whatever you're trying to go from this you're trying to get to this depot to where you can get supplies and everything and then intermittently through it it's like the zombies are coming for you and it, the music swells and you have sound effects and everything and you have to run and it 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 uh it uses gps and 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 like uh other other ways to to monitor how fast you're going and it'll it'll kind of tell you if you get away from the zombies it's really cool and really uh it's it's really awesome so um, you couldn't do it on a treadmill no you can you can cuz it it'll i think it like uh when you do that you can set it to where it um um, it 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 can or it it uses the vibrations of the of the um, of the phone as it moves around in your pocket or something like that. I think you gotcha. hold it in your hand and it the way but you pump your. But it's just hard to speed up quickly on a treadmill. It is. It is hard. It is hard. Um, but it's not impossible. I've done it before and it's it's pretty cool. It made me feel kind of weird because (laughs) I'm sitting there like getting... Because you're looking around. Yeah, I'm getting really into this. And, like, I've wanted to take it to, like, uh, there's there's a a park nearby, like a big, like, uh, it's one of the largest parks in the area or whatever. Uh, I kind of want to go through the trails and everything because it's a heavily wooded area. But I'm always like, if I'm going to make, I'm going to look like an idiot (laughs) because it's got, it's... I'd get You'll be like a lone it. LARPer. A what? A LARPer. Like a solo yes, LARPer. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just this guy prancing through the woods. And <laughs> listeners, by the way, Matt prances. Yes, yes, that's how I run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's but yeah, that's good. Uh, Mike, do you have any obscure zombie anything? Sure. Uh, well, I'll start with you mentioned a book, uh, Tiny, and I, I want to. Uh, I'll see you, and I'll raise you Death Troopers. It's a it's a zombie book that takes place in the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah. awesome. It is awesome. awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was one of my favorite reads last year. It's a really quick read, uh, and I won't say much about it except that it is what you would expect from zombie fiction, uh, and it also has some little Star Wars treats and Easter eggs in there. Uh, cool for for Star Wars fans. Um, as far as movies are concerned, I would probably recommend. I don't know if it's that hidden. I think a lot of people have seen it, but uh, Wreck, which is a Spanish movie, yeah. it actually came first, and they remade it into Quarantine. Nice. I saw Quarantine first, actually, with a group of four guys, including Pat, and we were kind of split down the middle. Pat and one friend did not like it, and uh, our another friend and I really did like it. 
Um, at that, but then I saw the the Spanish version wreck and, and just liked it even more. It's uh it's a zombie uh zombie movie of course, but it's also found footage and it takes place in this small apartment building. So you kind of get the claustrophobia uh, as well as the as the fear of the zombies just coming after you. So it, it kind of not only is it zombies, but the tension of the confined uh, space of the apartment is is really pretty terrifying. Nice, good, good, cool. I wreck, amend, wreck. Uh. Ooh, see what he did? <laughs> see that? Do you see that? Uh, that's brilliant. All right, well, I think that covers zombies for us. Uh, well, I, I don't know about you guys, but all this zombie talk has things kind of stinky in here. I think we should freshen it up yes. with a little bit of potpourri. What do you guys think? Sounds good. I love it. <laughs> yeah? Smells good. Of course, this is the part of the show, everyone's favorite part of the show, where we talk about uh, anything as long as it smells good, what we're looking forward to, what we've just seen recently. Uh, we usually keep it current, but because it is, we're in the thick of Shocktober, we can kind of talk about a Shocktober movie if we want. So, Matt, you want to start? Sure. Um, I just recently, today, watched World War Z, um, which we talked about it a bit in the show, um, but I actually just now saw it um i i approached this movie with uh such a disdain for it because of its loose interpretation of what i feel is one of the best zombie books of all time um but actually upon watching it i i could appreciate it for what it was it was a it was a fun action movie um and i i surprisingly i was surprised how much i enjoyed the uh the way the zombies move, the way the zombies, they're fast zombies, but they move in hordes that they kind of flow like kind of, kind of like a water like way. They're like one fluid substance as the, as the bulk of them. And I thought that was, that was terrifying actually. Yeah. Um, and it was a cool, it was cool. Um, it was the one unique thing about the, about the movie because the rest of it was very derivative of past zombie movies. Um, there's actually a part in it where the score was very reminiscent from 28 Days Later, which bugged me a lot. Um, hmm. uh, the score, the use of the score, but um, all in all, I thought it was okay. It was it wasn't too bad. Um, I think uh, I liked most of it. My least favorite part was the <laughs> the movement of the zombies. Really enough? Yeah, huh. I liked the idea, but I thought the CGI didn't look good enough. Yeah, it for, I, it it was almost laughable for me. Really? Again, like the idea is creepy. I like that they all moved in a fluid motion, but it was so fluid that that it was so clearly computer generated that it that it sure. took me right out. Anytime there was a zombie on the screen, it, it took me out of the movie. I'll give you that. It didn't bother me that much, but I can see, I can see how it would. I think the only yeah. thing I liked about it was the. I thought it was kind of clever how they dealt with it giving everybody the virus at, you know see that i thought was i thought okay it was a clever like it made sense it was clever but i just thought like <laughs> i just thought it was funny that they're like okay we're gonna fight the we're gonna fight the fight these zombies by injecting ourselves with like we're gonna expose ourselves to debilitating illnesses or whatever which isn't necessarily what they did but it was kind of that theory i guess yeah, but um, it stopped the zombies, which it was did. a much, much bigger problem. Lesser, right. two, yeah. lesser two evils kind of thing. Sure, sure. And I do want to call out one 
one section, one 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 line or whatever that I probably my favorite part of the movie was when they first uh, land wherever they wherever they go the first time. Um, and Brad Pitt's talking to the doctor, the research guy, and the research guy was like, uh, "Mother Nature is a serial killer," and he goes on this this monologue about how how Mother Nature is is killing us and leaving these clues behind on how how we can uh, like like in terms of viruses, viruses kill humans, but there's these little trails, these little crumbs left along that that are can be clues as to how to stop it. And that, I just thought that was a cool analogy. Hmm. Um, Guys, where'd all the bees go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, nice. Um, so I thought that was cool, uh, and I kind of wonder because there's like there's like half a dozen screenwriters that are attributed to this to this movie and one of them is Damon Lindelof. So I'm like in my head, I'm like, I bet Damon Lindelof probably wrote that line. Probably. Um, I assume so. I, I have no basis for that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So what did you guys watch? I don't know. Should we ask our guest? Yes. Pat, how about you? Uh, yeah. Uh, I recently watched a movie that I've been looking forward to for quite some time. Uh, Gravity. Yes. Nice. Uh, nice. The space movie with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. Mm-hmm. And pretty much no one else <laughs> in this movie. It is just Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. Nice. But doesn't it feature a cast of billions? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I nice. think we're all extras in it. But I did actually, uh, after I got a, I, I loved the movie, by the way. Nice. Um, nice. I know you guys have said that you haven't seen it, and I know Mike's going to see it. I, I'm sure you two as, will as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to spoil it for you. Yes, but, please do. Uh, I did appreciate there was just one little thing that I wanted to mention mm-hmm. before I forget is I noted they do talk to uh, their mission control during the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought I recognized the voice while I was watching the movie. It kind of took me out a little bit, uh-huh. but it's actually Ed Harris who oh. is in Apollo thirteen, which I kind kind of thought was a little neat little Easter egg. I don't, I'm sure it's not coincidence, mm-hmm. right. but I I thought it was like cool little thing that's awesome i i actually picked up his voice in the trailer and i was like is that is that ed harris and i couldn't remember who it was and uh until you just mentioned that that's awesome nice yeah it was it was very cool uh i i looked it up as soon as i got home that's how much you can always tell how much i like a movie is if i need to know everything about it as soon as i get out of the movie (laughs) and that's exactly what i was going to imdb.com i was wikipedia and i was Mm -hmm. finding everything i could about this movie after, like immediately afterwards. Cool. That's awesome. Are there any uh, long takes in it? Like uh, like yeah. long and inter- uninterrupted takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there are. There's quite a there. There's a few scenes. Okay. Uh, what I really appreciated about the, and I almost uh, my buddy Tyler who went and saw the movie with me. We both do Shocktober, which is nice. obviously you watch a horror movie a day. Yeah. For all of October. Mm-hmm. I almost counted this as my Shocktober movie for that day because it's not quite the stereotypical horror movie, mm-hmm. but for me at least, and I know people throw away this or throw around this cliche a lot that you're on the edge of your seat, mm-hmm. and very rarely do I watch a movie and I'm on the edge of my seat. But I was literally on the edge of my seat. Nice. There were moments where I was like, "This is absolutely terrifying to me," wow. because. Especially, I'm not ruining too much of the movie because Mm -hmm. it happens within the first, I think, 20 minutes of the movie. Sandra Bullock gets away from the space station that they're 
that they're trying to fix. Yes. And she is literally flipping upside down, just drifting into space. And that, to me, would be so terrifying. Like, I'm a complete baby. Like, I will not <laughs> go on roller coasters that go upside down. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine spinning upside down, just float. There's absolutely nothing you could do about it. Yeah. There's no, like, flailing your arms. You're not going to stop yourself. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that part was absolutely terrifying. Yeah. When uh when I saw the trailers that's uh, like there was like one day a couple a couple months ago they released um three clips from from the from the movie. And then on YouTube someone someone cut them all together in this big extended trailer. Um if you look on obsessiveviewer.com I actually used it as one of my trailer Tuesdays. Shameless plug. But um I was at work just on my phone and I I started watching it. And I got a minute into it before I, I had to stop it. I was like, "This is this is too terrifying." And it's that part where where she is she is adrift, and I'm like, "This is this is almost too terrifying for me." And I'm sitting in a room at work watching it on a small screen. I can't imagine how I'm gonna feel when I watch it um, on the big screen. Which by the time this this episode's out, I'm gonna have watched it. But I will have watched it. But it's yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. Awesome. Yeah. And also, uh, just one quick point before we mm-hmm. move on. I, For me, as a movie fan, it always brings a little bit more joy when a really good movie, I loved it and it's getting awesome reviews, is also do killing at the box office. Yes. Yeah. I, just, I find that so satisfying that finally a movie that is loved by critics and uh, people all over the world is also doing really well at the box office. You don't always see that. Yeah, I uh, I read when uh, after opening weekend, I read that it was it made fifty five million in its opening weekend, which is the the biggest debut in in Oct- in in the his in history, biggest biggest October debut in history. Um, which crushed one of your favorites, didn't it? Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, are you talking about Paranormal Activity? Paranormal. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine because uh, Alfonso Cuaron is. Clearly, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Um, it's clearly the more talented filmmaker. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I just want to add that Pat and I are sharing a microphone, so all <laughs> all the like the throwing praise on this movie and excitement for it that you guys have agreed with, I've just been nodding along the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. Uh, I'm excited too. Yeah, Mike. How about you? What have you watched, or what do you want to bring? I up? just recently. Uh, got to see a movie I've been looking forward to for a while, and I think I might have mentioned being excited about it. It was uh, the the writing and directorial debut of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, nice. Don John. Nice. How was awesome. that? It was it was um, it was an impressive debut, and, okay. and I and I really liked the things that I could tell uh, he spent time on, and the things for which he cared most. Um, as a whole, the movie left me wanting. Okay. I really liked that it was a commentary um, on, you know, addiction and, and porn addiction. I thought that there would be more about how women see romantic comedies at, in a, almost a similar way to the way men see porn. I mm-hmm. thought there would be uh, more about that, but there wasn't. Um, it was really more about relationships than anyone else and, and kind of... Uh, your your job to uh, care about another person equally in a relationship. Mm-hmm. It took some twists and some turns that I didn't expect. 
in the end, I I felt satisfied by the movie. It it just kind of surprised me. Um, there's some really great funny scenes. Tony Danza is fantastic. <laughs> um, and in particular, there <laughs> there are a couple scenes, but the first time they do it, where uh, John Joseph Gordon-Levitt is mm-hmm. is driving around town in his car and he's <laughs> he's angry driving through the traffic and he's like yelling at everybody. Cut to perfect ju- juxtaposition of him going into church on Sunday, <laughs> um, and, and it, it was just a good, it was a well put together scene, and they kind of do that joke a couple times, and it and it lands, it hits nice. every time. So uh, I appreciate what he was trying to do. In the end, it left me wanting. I would I would give it a mild recommend. What what are your thing? I would say bargain buy. What's what's okay. like a what's like a seven on your scale? Um. <laughs> Probably bargain buy or uh, bargain buy or buy digitally. Okay. okay. I would buy it digitally. Okay. Do you think he has room to go, grow as a filmmaker? Or do you think he should just stick with acting? Or um, how do you feel about him as a as a director and writer? As a director, he's fantastic. I'd like to yes. see him direct somebody else's work. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, although... I feel like anything he would do would be super message heavy. Uh-huh. So I think if he if he hits the right message and he hits the right notes, it'll be good. Um, I think he could get away from the Guido thing, the overdoing mm-hmm. the the I guess New England accent sure. is a little much. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see more. Okay, cool. Hmm. He he didn't fail. He certainly didn't fail. Okay, that's so. cool. Good. Nice, uh, Tiny. How about you? What have you been? What have you been up to lately? Um, I'm gonna keep it with the uh, Shocktober theme a little bit here. Nice. Um, I recently purchased and then watched the uh, 35th anniversary edition of the uh, Halloween uh, Halloween Blu-ray. Nice. I and, almost uh, talked about that. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry to cut in. I'm sorry. No, to it's Kanye, fine. I know it's like pretty I, much I your favorite movie. That. So. Yeah, it is awesome. Go ahead, nice. though. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about it is because it, it was almost like a first viewing for me because the last time I saw that movie, I think I was 12 or 13. And wow. I just I just didn't really connect with it at that age for some reason. It didn't hmm. – uh, I just I, – I remembered so little of it. And so this was kind of like a first viewing for me. And uh, I – it's it's I, I did a little mini review of it on the, on the blog, and it's – it has carved out a little uh, a little space in the the dark part of my heart that's reserved for Halloween and uh, and you know horror movies. Uh, it's it was a it is a masterful piece of filmmaking um, more than anything. That's what I, I noticed about it. Um, I, I've said I'm not I'm not a huge fan of slashers, but uh, so like the part where he's going around killing people wasn't necessarily for me. But <laughs> I think all of the build up to that was just absolutely incredible the uh mike you've mentioned the how john carpenter builds the tension so well and he absolutely does it's it's masterful and uh i just i love the camera the entire second act of the movie is a tease yeah 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 exactly yeah like i mean just the the opening scene with the the first person point of view camera angle where you're it's the six-year-old michael myers stalking through the house and subsequently killing his older sister that I, I would have thought that using that kind of perspective would be very gimmicky or uh, it would seem like a video game, but it worked so well. It was so enthralling. Um, that was that was one of the highlights. And then even after that, after, you know, in later when, when Michael is just, he's just walking around the town in broad daylight and just stalking 
these people, it's so eerie the way the camera follows them. And, like, the, the camera follows them into a car, and then you, you watch them follow the kid in the car. It's so it's like you're participating. It's It was really, really great filmmaking. Yeah. It's so good. It was duplicated several times and mm-hmm. had never been done before that. In fact, they uh, invented – I don't know if they invented, but they perfected uh, the, the Panaglide camera. Mm-hmm. To do those kinds of things, especially that first first shot. So they invented the camera they used to do that for that movie. That's and, awesome. And then filmed it, and then it kind of hit big, and everybody everybody borrowed it. So truly, that was the first of its kind to do that kind of thing in a movie. Okay. Nice. It def- um, it definitely shows. So i I loved the filmmaking aspect of it, and I think it's it's it is a great movie. It totally deserves all the prestige that it gets. Nice. I uh, I just recently bought that myself. I haven't watched it yet, but I think when I do, I'm probably going to write like a big review of it. So check that out on the on the blog um, at obsessiveviewer.com, the Shocktober tab. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and I actually time. just watched it a day or two ago with the commentary. Oh, the nice. 35th anniversary with cool. commentary. With uh, John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis? It is with John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis on the DVD version uh, which they also copied for the original Blu-ray release. Mm-hmm. It's it's the two of them and Donald Pleasance, but it's three separate recordings, just oh, layered, okay. and and it's not it it, it lacks a flow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool to hear the conversational bits between them. It's not very insightful, and in fact, really, you get a lot of narration by Jamie Lee Curtis. Like <laughs> what I mean by that is her telling John Carpenter what's about to happen or what's going oh, on wow. in the movie. It's funny, <laughs> oh. and then. Uh, and then it's a lot of her like being scared of the movie, so it was more <laughs> cute than anything. Okay, okay. Um, hmm. but it was cool. There's also, <laughs> sorry to go long here. There's also a documentary included on the DVD, a featurette of when Jamie Lee Curtis was in Indy yes. for the Horror Hound Weekend, which I unfortunately, unwisely, unwisely did not attend. Right, um, and I just I fell in love with Jamie Lee Curtis watching that documentary. <laughs> It was awesome. Was that yeah. this most recent Horrorheim convention? Or am uh, I thinking no, it was in November? Else? Okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say that was okay. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? Uh, nope. Not really. Pat, have you seen the Halloween Blu-ray? No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Um, that about does it for us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, streaming, whatever, what have you, um, to the obsessive viewer podcasts ode to zombies. Um, as always, you can find me, Matt at obsessive viewer on Twitter. Mike is at, I am Mike white. Tiny is at obsessive tiny. And our guest today, Pat is at, uh, Patty underscore Kuhn, K U H N. Um, you can also find, um, back episodes of the podcast at ovpodcast.com and check out the blog at obsessiveviewer.com where all month we're doing shocktober related uh reviews and everything and we love hearing from you guys um so check it out and comment and all that you can also like us on facebook at the obsessive viewer and you can shoot us an email at ovpodcast at gmail.com any any kind of feedback or plot or plot um, <laughs> any uh, any subject suggestions anything you want us to hear or want to want to join into the conversation just shoot us an email and let us know um, that about does it 
Thanks, guys. Thank you, Pat, for being here. Yes, yes. And, Pat, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's been great to have you on. Um, Thanks. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. Thank All you, right. listeners. Thank you, guys. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, All right. Was I supposed to say okay right there? <laughs> no. Everybody else did it. <laughs> it's just it's just our like little high five routine before. It oh, doesn't okay. even mean anything. It's like yeah. the in sync playing hacky sack backstage before <laughs> we start a show. Well, I'm glad that I'm not cool enough to be included. <laughs> 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 <laughs>